It is the 8th of May, year of the Lord, 2023, I trust that. You can testify to life in abundance, the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ, also in your life this morning. Behind the microphone, Vaynan Rousseau will be with you until 9 o'clock this morning, handling the technical side of life. Vusi Liu, bless your heart, Vusi. Been chatting to him uh, all morning, and yes, we're ready and raring to go. So uh, thank you for holding the reins for us on that side. Vusi Liu. There, our technical guy. Please pray for us that we stay true to God's word and whatever you hear on this radio station, go and check it up in the scriptures. Acts 17 11 says, uh, Those in Thessalonica, yeah, but they searched the scriptures daily to see if these things are so. And so it is important that we read God's word on a daily basis. After all, it is God's word. It is the word of the Lord speaking to us. So for the first couple of minutes, come and search the scriptures with us. We uh, are sharing a reading plan with you ever since the beginning of the year. In fact, we've read through the Bible last year. This year, we're going to... uh, We supply you with a reading plan. For the next two years, we'll be working through the Bible, Genesis to the Maps. And uh, man, what an experience that is to read the Word of God in the early hours of this morning. You can, of course, follow with us and uh, corporately we read God's Word together so you stay on top of uh, what we're talking about. And, of course, every Thursday when we play a a Bible Q&A called Skateyach, yeah, searching for those uh, nuggets of gold, skatiach. Uh, then, of course, we just ask you questions from the reading plan for the week. This morning in the reading plan, I want to take you to uh, the Old Testament because this day, for here now in the reading plan, here on Radio Puppet, we're reading Numbers, Numbers 16. There's also Psalm 52 to 54, but Numbers 16. Why am I making reference to Numbers 16? Man, it's a harrowing story. It puts the fear of God in your life. I sat there in the early hours of this morning. I was reading this story and my heart just cringed. And I thought, Lord, Lord, this is not just happening 2,000 years ago. This is happening right here, right now. In our modern day enlightened so-called society, it's happening. Number 16 is playing on the world stage on the theater of life every, every single day. You might say, how is that? How is that possible? Well, let me read you a newest heading that made headlines this morning. It says, police arrested the leader of an anti-monarchy group, Republic, a guy by the name of Graham Smith. And then it says, and 51 others at King Charles's coronation on Saturday. Now, Reuters quote the police as saying their duty is to prevent disruption that outweighs the right to protest. And so hundreds of yellow-clad demonstrators gathered among the 10-deep crowd lining the procession route to stand out from the those clad in red and white and blue. 
And so with the crown passing from the queen to a less popular son for obvious reasons, this Republican activist hoped that Charles will be the last British monarch to be crowned. I have just shared with you news, headlines, world over, happening right here, right now. I want to take you to number 16. It's part of the reading plan for today. And I want to share a story of a guy by the name, well, this guy that I've just spoken to you about, his name is Graham Smith, plus 51 others. And it says, well, there were hundreds of yellow-clad demonstrators, hundreds. So going back to God's word, there's the story of, of this guy by the name of Korah that's recorded in number 16. And that story, if you read it, it's, it's a true story. It demonstrates the grim consequences of usurping the authority of God and those whom he has chosen to be leaders of his people. If you go and read the story, Korah was the oldest son of Ishar, who was the son of Kota at the tribe of Levi. Amazing. This guy was a Levite. And Korah then was of the same tribe as Moses and Aaron. And here it comes. He rebelled against Moses and Aaron and he accused them of exalting themselves above the congregation of the Lord. In number 16, verse 1 and 3, you find that. And they rose up, verse 2 says, before Moses with a number of people of Israel, 250 chiefs of the congregation, men of name. You see, they started this cancer. It started in Korah's heart. And then it spread. Talking to this one, having a bride with that one, and it spreads. You know the story. You, why am I sharing this with you? Because sometimes we have a bitterness in the heart of, why did he get the position and not I? Why did she get that position and not I? You see, Korah was not alone in his charge. He, he gathered 250 men to challenge Moses' authority. He says, you have gone too far. The whole community is holy. We see it nowadays on social media. We see it in the news. I have just shared the story with you. And so he said to Moses and he said to Aaron, you have gone too far. The whole community is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is with them. You see, he drags God into his pride, into his arrogance, and the Lord is with him. Why then do you set yourself above the Lord's assembly? Number 16 and verse 3. And so it's obvious when you read the story that Korah thought that he could do a better job. Leading the people, the better job than what Moses is doing. And so by leading this revolt against God's divinely appointed leaders, Korah was actually revolting against God. You see, we can, we, we, we can put it in parallel next to that news clip that I've just shared with you. Whether the people like it or not. 
whether you like it or I like it or not, Charles is king of England. And God allows him into that position. And so I'm sharing this you basically to show you that there's nothing new. Sometimes we walk with the revolt in our heart and it's not necessarily King Charles, but it's your line manager. It's your boss. It's the owner of your company. It's the guy that you're going to work for when you're driving to work now. And in your heart, there's murmuring and there's protest and there's rebellion because, I mean, you, you can do a better job. What did Moses do? Moses proposed the test, a test to prove the source of his authority and Korah and his followers. Man, they did not pass that test. You know what puts the fear of God in my heart? Is that God opened up the earth and swallowed the rebels. But the Bible not only says the rebels, it says their families, their sons, their daughters. The Bible in the Afrikaans translation says, Halakinas. And their possessions. The Bible says that it lebendig in the doderijk ingegaan. And I'm just thinking of, as they were falling down, what must have gone through those children's minds? What did dad do? The wives, what did my husband do? How is this possible? You see, it's not just a cancer that starts in your own heart. It affects your family. It affects everybody around you. It, in fact, if you read the story of Korah, you would see it, it consumed and affect, affect the hearts of 250 men. But not only that. Not only that. Furthermore, the Bible says, fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men while they were party to Korah's rebellion. The rest of the Israelites were absolutely terrified. They fled. Go and read the story. It blows your mind. It puts the fear of God in your heart. And then here's the punchline. The following day, 24 hours later, the following, <laughs> the following day, instead of being convinced that God had vindicated Moses and Aaron, the Bible says the congregation began complaining that they, that's now Moses and Aaron, killed the Lord's people. Another act of rebellion. And God then then threatened to destroy the whole of Israel, the whole congregation, and send a plague amongst them. And here you find Moses again, a spielbild from Christus, and Aaron interceding for the rebels and averted a complete catastrophe. But listen to this. The end of the story. 14,700 people died. 14,700 people died. And now 1,500 years later, Jude records a strong warning about such men who come into the church, false teachers, Arrogating to themselves the authority of God and His Word. I get a pastor there in the Oskarp gekend wat sê, Jy beter of seker maak when you say, Thus saith the Lord God. Jude says in his word, he says, Woe to them! 
For they walk in the way of Cain and abandon themselves for the sake of gain, for Balaam's error and perished in Korah's rebellion. You see, the Bible says, by the fruit you will know them. The categoristics are false teachers, and they're all around us. We live in the last days. Within the church, you see it. You see pride. You see selfishness. You see jealousy. Man, that's at the order of the day. You see greed. You see lust for power. And a total disregard for the will of God. What has become of us? And just like Korah today's false teachers disregard God's plan. And they're insubordinate to God's appointed authorities. I want to say this, and it's a dangerous thing to say, but if I read God's word correctly, the end will be the same as Korah's. Thus the warning, woe to them. You see, to lead his people, God had selected men of his own choosing. God had no intent in in holding a popularity contest, collecting resumes or or letting someone appoint himself to that position of prophet and priest and leader? That was Korah's problem. Korah's problem was not that he was not uh, qualified, humanly speaking, for the position. But he was arrogant. He was stiff-necked. He was self-promoting. I'm going to leave it at that. Korah's attempting to, to become a leader. You know what? It's so ironic. Claims that Moses set himself up above the Lord's assembly. Isn't it a classic case of the guilty person accusing someone else of his own misdeed? You just have to listen to the news nowadays to see it's happening on a daily basis. It's happening amongst us. It's happening right here. Fact is, God didn't call Korah. He called Moses. God calls whom he chooses and equips them for service. Be careful who you accuse. Be careful who you're jealous of. Be careful who you are stiff-necked against. Maybe it's your church leader. Maybe it's your dominion, your pastor, your minister, the elder, the deacon. Who does he think that he is to be an elder? You know how easily we say these things? I want to say this, God's true leaders, the elders, the pastors of the church who shepherd the flock with humility and and care. Men, people who have an accurate understanding of the scriptures. It's, It's men who submit themselves in humble adoration of Christ and his lordship. Are you in a church like that? Malachi 3.18 speaks about that. Romans 12, 2 speak about that. Ephesians 5, 10, 11 speaks about that. Men who recognize the truth of Jesus' proclamation, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus says that. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6, you know that. And so most importantly, my brother, My sister, true leaders of the church are called by God to their office 
false leaders, on the other hand, wolves in sheep's clothing. Man, we see it all around us. We choose the fate of Korah over the life of Christ. Be careful of the rebellion in your heart. Be careful who you murmur against. Be careful of the people that you infect. Die Afrikaanse woord is om mense om jou te besmet met jou rebellion en die goed wat jy sê. You know what absolutely blows my mind and put the fear of God in my heart? What started in Korah's heart caused the death of 14,700 people. Makes you think, doesn't it? What started in one man's heart caused the death of 14,700 people. Go and read it. Don't take my word for it. It's number 16, 41 to 50. Go and read it. Blows the mind. And so, just looking at this morning's news, police who arrested the leader of the anti-monarchy group Republic. The Bible instructs us to pray for our government. God had put... President Cyril Ramaphosa in position. God allows him there. The Bible says it's he who appoints leaders, who, who, who put them up there, or whether they are following God or not, whether they're obedient to the Lord or not. Look at Pharaoh. That is so that the Almach van God geopenbaar kon word. And you and I should stop murmuring and pray and spend time on our knees and say, Lord, I come to your throne of grace for the soul of these people. Not to murmur, not to complain, Lord, but to turn their hearts that Jesus becomes the truth, the way, and the life. That you would pray for your pastor, your minister, your bishop, your dominie, the elders, the, the elderlinger, and the diakons in your character. Those appointed at work, your line manager, your boss. Doesn't matter who it is. God appoints people. Careful of the words. Who do they think that they are? That's the words of Korah. That's the words of Dayton. That's the words of Abiram. That's the words that caused 14,700 people to die. And so, Lord Jesus, we stand before your throne of grace in the early hours of this morning, and we admit that we as a nation, Lord, have fallen short of your grace, your mercy, Lord, that we have sinned against you, that we complain on a daily basis. God of Israel, have mercy on South Africa. Have mercy on us, Lord. Whenever we hear these things and we read this, Lord, we are quick to think of others and point the finger. Lord, help us to search our own hearts this morning. Search our own hearts, Lord. If there's not a spirit of Korah, of Dayton, of Abiram in our hearts, a spirit that will cause the death of our sons and daughters, our family, our fellow South Africans, 14,700 people because of pride and arrogance and self-righteousness. Lord, forgive us. The heart is dark, Lord. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that we would seek your face, seek your forgiveness, 
and come to you in humbleness, Lord, and say, have mercy on us. Stay our hearts, stay our minds, Lord, to come to you and, and intercede, stand in the gap and pray. Jere, dat ons die arms van ons leiers omhoog sal hou, be it my line manager, be it my boss, whoever, Lord, you have placed in charge of us, that I will work unto as unto the Lord and not as unto men, dat ek my werk sal doen soos vir die Heere en nie soos vir mense nie. Give us a joyful spirit this day, Lord, to go to work, grateful of that job and thankful for that job, and to pray and intercede and stand in the gap for those appointed over us. In Jesus' name I pray. And all of God's children says, Amen and Amen.